Well, thank you, Mike. Good morning. Come on, wake up. Good morning. That's better. Good to see you guys. Listen, this is going to be a fun day. Mike just gave you the announcements. He said I was going to talk more about some of them. Uh, listen, Big Toy Day is, is amazing. If you've never been a part of it, you want to be a part of it. And that's uh, whatever day he said, next, not this Saturday, but the next, I think. We, Journey Church was asked uh, uh, two years ago if we would participate. This is the largest fundraiser for communities in school. This money goes back into the, the local school system, and we're just excited to be a part of that. So thank you guys. Come out and volunteer. Help us out. Have a great day. Uh, lots going on around here. We're going to feed a bunch of teachers. We'll start in the morning at about 5 o'clock. How many of you going to come join us at 5? Yeah, me and Matt. Okay, me and Matt. Gary's going to be there. There'll be a few of us. But we'll start. We'll feed. We'll start uh, serving about eight o'clock for the first group of teachers. And we got another group coming in at lunch. And it's just to say thanks for what they do. We've got educators in this room. And and listen, our prayers are with you guys. We we know we know how tough it is. And parents, our prayers are with you. You're raising children. It's amazing. So thank you guys for that. It's, it's a lot of fun. What I really am going to talk about today though is baptism. Mike talked about baptism is next Sunday, and baptism around here is. So much fun. I mean, Matt and I, Matt and I it's kind of like Christmas. We start, we start getting giddy about this time of year. Think, man, we're going to get to baptize people, and that's so, it's, it's emotional. I mean, when you're in the water and, and somebody comes in, and you get to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It, it's emotional, and it, it's amazing, and it is for you guys as well. So I just want to talk a little bit about baptism today. I'm going to kind of, kind of just walk through it a little bit. And listen, if you're here, if you're here and you're not going to be baptized next week, hang with me. You're still going to get something out of this. This isn't, about, this isn't just for those who are going to be baptized. This is about what the Bible says, really not so much about baptism, but what the steps to get to baptism is really what we're going to talk about today. So stay with me. And then listen, if you're here today and you're going, I don't even know what the heck baptism is, then you're why we do this. We are so thrilled you're here. You're, you're the very reason we get up in the mornings and we put our best foot forward because we want to talk to and we want to reach people who, who are saying, I don't know what this is all about, but there's something different about the way you guys that, that claim to be followers of Christ act, and I hope that's positive, and we want to know what it is. If, if that's the case, then you need to really stay with me because this will mean something to you as we kind of work through this process of getting into uh, and building towards baptism. I'll explain it a little bit further, but basically what's going to happen is in baptism, you're going to come in, we're going to submerge you in some water. Now, I'm going to tell you before it's all over today, I'll tell you why we do that. But we're going to lower you down in the water, we're going to raise you up out of the water, and it is absolutely amazing. Now, if you're here today and you say, well, I was baptized, but they sprinkled me, then guess what? Good. Good. We're not going to debate that. That's awesome. We believe it's submersion, but if you were sprinkled, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and there may be some that said, hey, you know what? I didn't trust one or the other, so I did both. And, and that's okay, too. Listen, we just believe in baptism. We just believe. And listen, we've got some that did it both ways, and they said, still doesn't think it takes. Would you do it again? Now, if you do that this time, we're going to hold you under a little extra this time. <laughs> we just will. When you see the bubbles coming out, Matt's worse than me. Matt said, hold them a little bit longer. A little bit longer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, now you now Okay, you guys are awake now. Now we have some fun. But, but, but listen, we have fun, and it's a celebration, but we also take it very seriously. And that's, that's what I want to talk about today, because we, there's this great model for being baptized, but we've got to get to that first. And to do that, I want to go all the way back to the birth of a guy named Jesus, because that's where it really all starts, and somebody's going, okay, are we going to do Christmas today? No, we're not going to do Christmas, but we're going to go back to the birth of Jesus. And, and the reason I want to do that is because really it sets the tone for this whole thing. So here's what you don't know. Get comfortable. We're going to go through the life of Jesus in about 27 minutes. Okay, so hang on, and, and 
Try to pay attention, and we'll get through this. But when I started working on this, I got to thinking about this. This birth of Jesus is so, so critical to this story. I want to start there, and then we'll go forward. And when I did, how many of you have ever written or got a letter that said something like this? The salutation was, to whom it may concern. To whom it may. I've wrote them, and I've received them. There's nothing good, nor there's nothing bad about a letter that says, to whom it may concern. It's a salutation that we often use when it's too cumbersome to name everyone that it applies to. Sometimes we just don't know the name of the person it applies to. And I think that's kind of the case here, both. It would be too cumbersome to name everyone, and, and we really don't know the names of everyone. But what I want to share with you is a letter that would start something like this, to whom it may concern. Okay, so get that, to whom it may concern. Now let me go ahead and tip my hand a little bit. Let me tell you who this letter concerns. If you have a pulse, you're breathing, and you're here, it concerns you. You're in that group of to whom it may concern. And, and it, really starts, it really starts with the birth of a guy named Jesus. And it goes all the way back to the first gospel, which is Matthew. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the first gospel. And you can get different stories for the birth, but this goes back. I'm going to use Matthew because it, it really lines up with what I want to talk about. And, and Joseph, who's going to marry Mary, say that a few times, Joseph, who's going to marry Mary, uh, that's fixing to take place. And then the unthinkable happens. You've got to put this back in the time frame. The Mary shows up pregnant. And Joseph's going, oh, my gosh, my future wife is pregnant, so what do I do now? And, and back in that day, the thing to do was you, 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 you run. It's not what's supposed to happen. But in this case, and I, I'm just going to give you this. I'm not going to read all this. In this case, we get the story. Uh, this angel appears to Joseph, and he says, no, 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 you need to marry Mary. You need to marry her. And here's why. Because the child that she's pregnant with is conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hence, what we believe is the virgin birth of Jesus. Okay, so you're with me so far? So, so Joseph, they're fixing to get married, then she shows up pregnant, then the, this, this angel shows up and says, no, 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 you, you need to marry her. She's not been with another man. She's pregnant through the Holy Spirit. That's where we get when we talk about the virgin birth. And I think that's crucial. You need to understand and believe that Jesus was born of a virgin birth. And I think that's so key. But the, here's the to whom it may concern part of this that I really love. This is what the angel said to Joseph. Listen to this. This is powerful. Matthew 1, 21. This, this, is, this is strong. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins, to whom it may concern. Think about it. To whom it may concern. She will give birth to a son. You'll give him the name Jesus, because he, emphasis on he, will save his people from their sins. Now, why did I say emphasis on he? Because we as followers of Christ, we as Christians, we get it in our minds that we can save ourselves from sin. You can't do it. He's, the angel specifically said, he will save his people from their sins. You can't, and he has. That's as simple as I can make it. You can't, you can't, and you can't. He has. It's already done. That work was done on the cross. Jesus Christ. Now, we're skipping ahead there, but that work was already done. Only Jesus and Jesus alone can overcome the power and the penalty of sin. Did you hear that? Jesus alone can overcome the power and the penalty of sin. I didn't include you in that. You can't do it. You don't have to do it. He did it. Okay? 
We need, we need to really, we, you need to grasp that as we go through this because it's going it's to get moving pretty, pretty quickly. Now, here's the other thing. He will save his people from their sins. So what's the problem with sins? Well, there's a penalty associated with our sins. Okay, some, you know that. Listen, you guys are way smarter than me. When you did something wrong growing up, there was a penalty associated with it. Go out here and go 80 miles an hour up and down B-Sicker Road long enough, and you're going to get a ticket. That's the penalty of your sin of speeding. Somebody's going to say, that penalty that sin is in the uh, speeding is in the Bible? No. Of course not, because I speed all the time. <laughs> I confess, too, okay? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but it is wrong, and in a sense, it is, it is a sin, because I'm not obeying the authority that's over me. So, but anyway, but anyway, Jesus, Jesus alone has the power to overcome the, the, the power and the penalty of sin. And that's what, that's what he says, because he will save his people from sin. You and I can't do it. We, we can't. We were never designed to. Jesus did that. He took that burden. He took that burden. So what's the penalty of sin? That's a fair question. If we're going to talk about this, if we expect you to understand this, then what is the penalty of sin? Well, there's a guy named Paul that talks about the penalty of sin just so clearly that it, it's, it's, just, it's just, just too easy. And he not only gives us the penalty of sin in this verse I'm fixing to share with you, he also gives us the, the, the gift we're given through Jesus. And this is pretty interesting. In Romans 6, verse 23, this is what Paul says, the Apostle Paul. For the wages of sin, the penalty of sin, is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord, who's the one that's going to be born that's going to save his peoples. It's starting to come together now. If, you're not, if, you, don't, if you don't receive this salvation, the penalty for our sins is death. And you're saying, but I'm going to die anyway. There, there's two deaths. There's the, there's, there's the worldly death when we die, and then there's the eternal death. The death he will save you from is eternal condemnation. Hell is what we call it. And people, oh, you can't say that. Well, sure I can. It's real. And it's just as biblical as Jesus is. But, but we want to gloss over that because we might hurt somebody's feelings. Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to save your soul. And the way we do that is when we just make it real because that's what Jesus did. He brought it to earth and made it real. He, he came to overcome sin. You and I cannot, cannot, cannot do it. So, but listen to that again. Listen, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Salvation, the saving part of this, comes, comes from God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. But this is all building to, to baptism, God. But you've got to grasp this part. If, you, if, you, if you're a candidate for baptism, you've got to grasp this part. Salvation comes from God through a relationship with Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just that simple. I, there's no other way. And we'll, keep, we'll keep building on that. But this is amazing. This is so amazing when we talk about this and when we think about this story. And we're going to do a lot of Bible skipping and hop, hopping around. But we get some pushback here, though, when we start talking about things like Christ is the only way. We get a lot of pushback. It creates some tension. But here's what I've come to understand about this. Whoops, wrong one. I need to go Whoop, back up one. Salvation, let me just say this. Salvation, salvation is a single plan. Did you get that? Salvation is a single plan. And, some, and people struggle with that, man. They push back. Well, it can't be. That can't be the case. It can't be the only way. It can't be a single plan. It is. It is absolutely a single plan. And let me tell you this. If someone tries to tell you any differently, that that's to think too narrow-mindedly, that there has to be more than one way, then let me just go ahead and give you the, 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 the nitty-gritty on that. They're wrong. They're wrong. Sorry? They're wrong. 
Somebody's going to argue. Maybe you guys won't, but somebody's going to argue. They, they do it all the time. The, the, the worldly, the, the secular, the, the atheist. And that's okay. Listen, if, if you believe that, if you believe there's more than one, I'm thrilled you're here. I just, I, you and I would disagree. And I'll tell you why I disagree with that. But, but I would just say this. That is absolutely wrong. And I, I, I say that, and I'll give you some scripture. This is, why Jesus, this is what Jesus said. You can balance it and wrestle with it any way you want, and I'll give you some more. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 13 through 14. He said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. People with good intentions are going to die and spend eternity in hell because they went through the wrong gate. They just did. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. So why do I think that if you think there's more than one way, and I've heard this so many times, well, I'm a good person and I go to church. Guess what? You're condemned. If that's all you are is a good person and you show up in church on Sunday, then, then you're still condemned. Don't have to be. You don't have to be. But, but according to what this, I mean, there's only one road, and the road is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's, here's the pushback you, you'll, you'll get on that. People say, well, but, but you're, you're kind of making a circular argument. It, 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 just because Jesus wrote it, Jesus said it, don't make it true. And, and, and that, that could be, the, if you don't know Jesus, then you have no reason to believe Jesus. I, I get that. That would be like me saying, uh, you know, if my, my earthly father said, Mark, I need you to do this because I say so, and it goes against everything that's normal and natural, then it wouldn't make it true. It would just make it the law in my dad's house. But let me tell you something a little different about Jesus. <laughs> a, lot does, a lot different. First of all, we've already talked about he was born of what? A virgin birth. You can make the rules and the laws if you were born of a virgin birth. I think that gives you a little extra clout. You weren't. I went to biology class. You weren't. Okay, this is, this is PG. We'll keep it clean. But I went to biology class, and you weren't born of a virgin birth if you're here today. You just wasn't. But, but here's, here's, here's the thing. People are going to push back on that. We're talking about Jesus. And I believe Jesus is who he says he is. And I, I base it on one thing. People get nervous on this. I base it on one thing. Something about the death, burial, and he rose from the grave and there was witnesses. So I, I can make a strong case for this. So let me, let me tell you why I believe when Jesus says there's, it's a singular plan, there's only one way. If your father created the universe, then I'll listen to you. If your father created the universe, then I'll probably stop and listen to you. When you're crucified, dead, buried, and three days later, you walk out of the grave, you got great clout with me. Great clout with me. Did you hear what I said? If you're, if you're dead or you're crucified, dead, buried, and three days later, you take off the burial cloth, you fold them up, you put them in a nice stack, and you walk out of the grave and have breakfast with your disciples, you got great clout with me. You can start making some rules and regulations. Let me, let me keep going. When you can walk on water, then you can make some rules. Okay, when you can take wine, water and turn it into wine like that because they ran out, then you have great clout. When, when, think about this. When you have the power that a sick woman can touch your garment, not talk to you, not ask for you, but touch your garment and she's healed, then guess what? You can make your own rules. You kind of get the point. When you can heal lepers, when you can give sight to the blind, when you can take the lame and they walk, when you can call out sickness and it's gone, then you can make the rules. Until then, Jesus said this. He said, it is a singular plan. And because of that, as for, for me and my house, and this is as biblical as you get, we'll serve a guy named Jesus Christ. We'll serve a guy named Jesus Christ. 
So if, if, if that's difficult for you to swallow, then, then I would just encourage you, let's spend some time together and go through the evidences of who Jesus says He is. Because it leads up to salvation, and salvation leads up to, to baptism. Now, let me, let me help you here, because this is another thing. But th because it's a singular plan does not mean it's a difficult plan. Please understand, that doesn't make it a difficult plan because it's singular or the only plan. It just means that. It just means it's the only way. Not difficult. It's, just, it's the only plan. There is, there is no alternative. There's no options out there for you. You can't go to plan B. It's not, it's not the price is right or uh, let's make a deal. You don't get to pick between door number one and door number two and door number three. It is the only plan. It is not a difficult plan. It is the only plan. And I've learned something. When it's the only plan, it actually makes it even e easier. Because you hadn't got a guess between should I go this way or should I go this way? Should I do this? Can I do this? Can I, can I? You know, English language is horrible for me. It's got too many exceptions. Well, this one don't have any exception. Jesus Christ. It's just Jesus Christ. And that, that's so, I'm so thankful for that, that it's just about Jesus Christ. Because if you really stop and think about it, salvation comes down to a matter of receiving or rejecting Christ. It's really what it boils down to. So what it boils down to, our salvation hinges on we either receive or we reject Jesus Christ. And that's, that's pretty powerful if you think about it. It's pretty simple, but it's pretty powerful. But, but it, it does, it goes back to this problem, there's no plan B. We grew up playing Monopoly and you get a get-out-of-jail-free card. Well, you don't get a get-out-of-hell-free card. You get Jesus or nothing. And, and I, I understand to some people that's offensive. Well, it can't just be that way. Well, it is just that way. And it's that way because the creator of the universe sent his son to save us from our sins. No debate there. I mean, there can't be any debate. Here's, 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 here's what the scripture says about it. Listen to this. And I know this offends people sometimes, but it shouldn't. Because it's the truth. It's the way. It's the singular way. But this is what Jesus once again said. In, in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. So if you want to try to get there by doing good works, good luck. You can't do enough. And I've seen most of you don't do enough to begin with. <laughs> Woo, that got me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> if I still got a job, <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys work hard. I mean, it's the proof. Now he said he's backing up. <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm telling you, we can't, we can't begin to do enough. You just can't. You can't. You can't earn it. There, there, there's, it's, it's, you, it's through Jesus. I, I love that. I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And here's the beauty. You don't have to work. I shouldn't have said that either, but you don't. You have to accept Jesus. Now, if you accept Jesus, you're going to want to honor him by serving him. You, you will. You can't sit in your seats and not serve him if you truly worship him and honor him. You just can't do it. But it's, it's so powerful. Listen, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It doesn't give you options. It just doesn't. You either receive Him or you reject Him. And you have the conscious ability to make that decision. I believe in free will. You have the conscious decision to make that decision. Now, the, the more... <laughs> The more people heard about, the, about Jesus, and this goes all the way back to the Bible, or to the days this was being written to today, the more they heard about him, they divided it into two groups. And it, it really, to me, it's, it's about that simple. The more people heard about Jesus, they divided it into two groups. And, and the two groups are real simple. One group basically heard him, they received him, accepted him, and they wanted to learn more, i.e., they started following Jesus. 
They, in, in most cases, I would say they accepted Jesus as for who he said he was and as their Lord and Savior. They accepted and they wanted to learn more. That's the first group. The second group, they rejected him and walked away. We still do it today. We, we still do it. There may be somebody here today who says, okay, I've heard enough. I've made my decision. I'm going to accept him. I want to receive him. I want to hopefully be baptized, and, and, and I'm going to walk that way. And there's going to be somebody, I, heaven forbid, I hope not, that's going to reject him and walk away. By the way, that's why we have to do what we do so well. I mean, and I, I know this side note, this is free. That's why we have to do everything we do with excellence because we may only get one shot. And, and for those of us who follow Christ and believe Christ, to walk away is condemnation. There is no plan B. I, I know people say, well, they were good people. God will, God will take care of them. It's not what the Bible says. I, I, and it breaks my heart when I say, well, they were good people. They did this. and they, I know a lot of good people that, that, that don't claim Christ as their Savior. And guess what? It breaks my heart. Because I'm going to spend eternity with, with Matt and uh, so many of you guys. And I, I can't. I, I, I can wait. I'm having a ball, but I'm going to get to spend eternity. But, but I see my friends who just absolutely refuse. They reject Christ, and they walk away, and I'm, I'm not going to see them when I'm gone. They're not going to spend eternity in heaven with me, and that breaks my heart. But, but they re reject him, and they walk away. And then it's sad. I mean, we, we have this opportunity to, to help people grow and to move forward and to, to know Christ. So, so the next question is, as, as we kind of push through all this, the next question is, is this. Uh, what are you going to do? How do how, Mark, you haven't answered the question. So what, what do we do? What do we do? We, we, there's somebody here today that may say, you know, I've, I've heard this about Jesus, and I believe, I believe that he is the Son of God. I believe that he was born of a virgin birth, and I believe that he falsely was accused, and he took the, the brunt of, of my burden. Jesus took my burden and, and took it to the cross. And, and there's somebody out there who may say, you know, I, I think I, I, I believe that. And he died on the cross, and, and the eyewitness accounts that three days later he arose from the grave. And I believe that. So what do I do with all that? I want to have what, what you're talking about. I want to have the salvation. How do, I, how do I receive that? How do I do that? Because that's really the crux of all of this. When you, when you cut to the chase, that's really what the life of Jesus was about, was leading us to this, 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 this moment, this defining moment when we decide whether we're going to accept him or we're going to reject him. And, and, and maybe somebody's here today that's at that crux and they're saying, I've, I've, I've heard enough, I want to accept him, but I don't know what to do. I have no idea where to turn or where to go. Well, let me tell you, it's really, to me, this is real simple. And it's debated in the church, but I just, I come down on this side of it. You and I have the, 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 the will, the, 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 we can decide if we're going to accept or reject Christ. I can decide if I'm going to sit in that chair or that chair just like I can decide if I'm going to accept or reject Christ. I accepted Christ based on the evidence. And the evidence is that He is who He says He is. And this is what Paul said about that. If you want to know what I think you need to do to accept Christ, this is what Paul says. There's a whole lot in the Bible about this, but this is just one case. And in Romans 10, verse 9 through 13, this is what Paul said. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Does that sound real difficult? And let me tell you, people say, well, if I confess with my mouth, you mean i got to stand up and yell out in front of everybody? I don't think that's what it's saying. People say, well, it's got to be a public confession I don't, or public profession. I don't think it has to be a public profession in that sense and at that time. I think it's as personal and as private as you want to make it. 
I think you can right now bow your head. Nobody even knows this. And you're saying, you know, he's right. And right now I want to do this. I'm going to bow my head and I'm going to pray this prayer. Father, come into my life. Take me as yours. I confess my sins. I understand that your son died for me. He saves me from my sins. I yield to, to you today. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Paul said, <laughs> Paul said, it's too easy. Too easy. Paul said this simply, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you'll do that, I think, guess what? You were just saved. You were just saved. You, listen, do you need the 10-week class? No. There's no 10-week class in here. Bow your head, confess that Jesus is Lord. I don't see the 10-week class. Now, if you want to send me $500, I'm still not going to give you a 10-week class. I'm going to say thanks for the money and take my wife out to dinner. <laughs> She's really not happy with me right now. I'm kidding. I would send you. It's not in there. The church is, at times I think we've made a mockery out of this. Because if, 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 if you've got to take the 10-week class, then, is, then that's earning it. You can't earn it. You can't earn it. You can't. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let me finish. I didn't even get finished. Boy, we got more to go. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Listen to this. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, listen to this, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Are you calling on him? I'm talking to you followers now. Are you calling on him? He says he'll richly bless you. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. 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 That's a wow moment. And, 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 and come on, follow the instructions. Follow the instructions. That, because that's what this really boils down to. Father, that if you confess with your mouth, first instruction, confess with your mouth. Father, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Confessing with your mouth, you don't have to do it out loud. If you want to do it out loud, that's fine. I don't care. But you don't have to. That's not what it says. Just confess with your mouth. That Jesus And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Now, let me tell you this. I, here's where the, the, some of the conflict. If you confess with your mouth and then you go out and act, act, go out and act like a, a, a heathen, then guess what? My guess is you didn't truly accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You, you're just trying to cover your bases. There's a huge difference. Huge difference. Because listen, this talks about it. This talks about it. Confess with your mouth, Jesus, and believe in your heart. Believe in your heart. Because what comes out of this is, man, it's, it's, it's hard to hide that. It is. I can, I can disguise my words. It's hard to hide what comes out of this heart. It's brutally hard. You can't do it, actually. So, I, so be careful there. But take these instructions. That's what it says, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. First and second step, for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Everyone, everyone who calls on his name will be saved. I love that word, everyone. That's a debated issue. Can everybody be saved if you trust in Jesus? And I'm going to go to my grave on that one. If you trust in Jesus, you can be saved. I don't care how bad you are. And that, we don't like that, but look what they did, Mark. Do you know how bad? Some of you look at your neighbors. Quit looking at your neighbor. Do you, do you know how bad they were? Do you know what they did? I don't care. Not if they accepted Jesus. Now, if they accepted Jesus, what they probably need to do, if they did something wrong to you, they need to come back and ask for forgiveness. That's when we see the heart. 
That's when we see that heart coming out. That's when we see people talk about fruits. That's one of the fruits when you say, I'm so sorry. But I didn't know Christ before. Now I know Christ, and I, I want to ask for your forgiveness. But, but you'll have to forgive me because before I didn't know Christ. So what I did in my mind wasn't wrong. And, and I can make a case for that because there was no moral boundary. So anything I did was fair game. I was right in my mind, and you were right in your mind. But today, as a follower of Christ, I need to ask for your forgiveness. That, I mean, that's just the rules, guys. That's just the rules. It's, it's powerful. It's amazing. So are you willing to do that? Maybe there's somebody here today that needs to accept Christ. We're, we're leading up to this baptism. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's somebody in this room that says, you know, I've never really accepted Christ. You can do that right now. We just went through the steps. We, and, and this is going to lead to baptism. So, so if you'll do what Paul said, that if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now let me tell you, I'll tell you what I think that some of the key tenets to that is. That if you'll believe in, if you'll believe in God and you believe in who Jesus is, it's, it's simply this. That Jesus is the Son of God. I think you have to come to that agreement. That Jesus is the true Son of God. That he was born of a virgin birth. That, that solidifies that he's the Son of God. That he was born of a virgin birth. That, that he was falsely tried and crucified dead. He didn't go up on the cross and fake death. He died. You have to believe that. He died on the cross. There's going to be skeptics. There's going to be scholars who say, well, it was a, they call it the swoon theory. You drive nails in your hands and your feet and swoon on the cross. Tell me how that works out for you. Because what, what that really does is you suffocate. Because you can't hold yourself up. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. Scholar after scholar says you can't survive that. He died on the cross. You've got to believe this. You've got to believe not only did he die on the cross, but three days later, three days later, it was foretold, it was predicted, but three days later, the grave was empty. The cloth was folded. He died excellently. He, I don't even fold my clothes at home, and I'm alive. He, coming out of death, he folded his clothes and laid them down and walked out of the grave. I'll be back. People talk about the stone. The stone, he didn't have to roll the stone away to get out. He rolled the stone away so you and I could see in to see that it was empty. If you can come to agreement with that, then, then I would tell you right now, bow your heads. Bow your heads. Father, I am a sinner. I, I have, I have, my life is messed up. It's jacked up. Today, I relent. I yield to you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And, and, and by doing that, Father, I know this, that, that Jesus paid the price. He overcame the power and the penalty of sin. I can't do it. He's done it. And I accept it. I accept you as Lord and Savior. Father, take me. Use me. Thank you for shedding your son's blood to save me. Amen. If you're willing to pray that, man, if you're willing to pray that, guess what? You're now a candidate for baptism. You're a candidate for baptism. And you're going, well, Mark, you're just trying to get us to be baptized. Now, let me tell you, baptism is a metric we love. We, we, we watch a lot of different things, and baptism to me may be one of the most important, but it's also very personal. You have to make that decision. I think there's a lot of people that accept Christ that never, ha never are baptized. People say, well, do you have to be baptized to have a relationship with Christ? No. Should you? Yes. And we'll talk about that a little more next week. You should, if you have accepted Christ, you should absolutely be baptized. People say, but I haven't been saved long enough to do it. Listen, if we had water right now and you accepted Jesus, you've been saved long enough, we would baptize you. That's the time period. That's the waiting period. Does it have to be that quick? It doesn't have to be. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. But, but Jesus commands it. He does command it. Go make, baptize, teach is kind of what we built this church on. So, so if you're asking what is baptism, listen, this is, this is really where it comes down to. Baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. Your, your heart, if you've accepted Christ, you now have a new heart. You're a new person. That, that's really what it boils down to. If you've accepted Christ, 
And I don't care if you just did it. If you've accepted Christ, guess what? You're a new person. You're born again. You hear the new birth, the second birth, you're born again. There's no waiting period. God's not checking. He's not doing a background check. That's outdated in God's world. He's got the book, by the way. But when you accepted him, that, that's, that's gone. That's, Paul says, quit worrying about the past. Go forward. That's gone. The background check was done when you accepted Christ. That's all he's waiting on is you to make that decision to accept Christ. So when you choose to be baptized, when you come across this stage and you walk over here and we go into the water and we submerge you, that's just an outward sign of an inward change. And I love this. This is one of the most powerful things about it. What I love, the symbolism to it is, is being submerged into the water. When you go down in the water, it's just simply this. It's, it's, it's showing, it represents the, the, the death to sin in your life. As we lower you into the water, it just represents the old you is gone. And when you come out, it's the new you. It's the new revised version. It's the version that has, has, has signaled that I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. The sin, the sin has been washed away. Today I'm cleansed. I'm, I'm holy in the sight of God. I've accepted His Son as my Lord and Savior. It's, 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 it's just that simple. And it's the most powerful thing. You walk in old, you come out new. You walk in old, you come out new. And people say, but Mark, I'm old. Not many of you are as old as I am. Man, you walk out and old, you come out new. I, I could say that all day long because it is so powerful. You go in old and you come out new. Come on, one more time. You go in old and you come out new. Isn't that exciting? That's what baptism is. That, that's, where, that's, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, we could talk about it for months and months and months and months. And people say, well, I want to hear it all. You just heard it all. That was the condensed version. You don't need more to make a decision. You've, you've got everything you need to make a decision. If you're, if you're, number one, a candidate to be baptized, and then you have to decide, I'm going to be baptized. Please make no bones about this, though. Somebody's going to come up and say, you're saying I've got to be baptized to be saved. No, no, no. I'm saying Christ commands it. It's, 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 it's modeled throughout the New Testament. But do you have to be baptized? No. Should you be baptized? I think the answer is yes, in that Christ commanded it, and, and he's been right on everything else. But you have to make that decision. But so, so if you're sitting there and you're wrestling with the, the question, because here's what Matt and I are going to ask you, or our, our elders are going to ask you, we may all ask you. They're, you're going to come up, and we're going to ask you really one question. Do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Do you have a personal relationship? Do you believe he's the Son of God? Do you believe he was born of a virgin birth? Do you believe he was dead, buried, and rose again? We're just going to ask you one question. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? And the correct answer, I'll go ahead and tip it. You know, man, when I was in school, I'd love to have had the answer sheet. The answer is yes. And if the answer is no, we're not going to embarrass you and send you back to your seat. We're going to give you a scrubbing. We're going to push you under the water, and Matt's got a little scrub thing on his foot. No, I'm kidding. We won't, we're not going to embarrass People say, well, what about my kid? Because I'm not sure if they, listen, if they, if they come too soon and they're not completely sure when we baptize them, then no, no harm, no foul. Because you're not playing trickery with God. You're just talking about a child. We're going to ask them that question, do they have a relationship with Jesus? And, and if they say yes, we're going to baptize them. If they say no, then we'll go talk to the parents afterwards and say, listen, I don't think the child completely understood. So this is, this is just a learning experience. We'll go forward. It, because this is, a, this is a party, man. We're not going to darken anybody's day. And listen, if nobody's baptized next Sunday, because we really don't know. We know there's people who have come forward and said they want to be baptized. But if nobody's baptized, we're just going to say, okay, we've got to work harder. we just got to work harder. And if a hundred's baptized, we're going to, man, I, I'm telling you, I keep saying this and somebody's going to call me. I would turn a cartwheel, but you would have to come see me in the ICU. You just would. Matt may turn the cartwheel. I can't. But I will celebrate. Man, I'm telling you, every time I see that smile when people come out of the water. 
it's amazing you can see people crying when they come out of the water and they're soaking wet and you can tell if it's tears because in old out new isn't that amazing so I would just encourage you man be here next week let me go ahead and tell you this somebody's going to ask yes we're doing baptism we're going to offer baptism first service and second service First service and second service. You'll have an opportunity. We'll talk just a little bit more about baptism next week. If you've got questions, Matt's sitting right here. Grab Matt, grab me. Uh, there's some people, if we're busy, I'll get you to the right people that you need to talk to. Well, let, let me tell you the one question. This is, this is mechanics of it. hate to even talk about it. Listen, we've had people come in their blue jeans and their shirts and like they were dressed and they didn't bring dry clothes. You're going in the water. You're going to get wet. If you're planning on doing it, I would just recommend bringing some dry clothes. We'll give you, we've got the towels. I don't have your size pants and shirt. But if you want to wear shorts and a t-shirt, that's fine. But bring some dry clothes. We're excited about it. I, I don't know if you can tell that or not. We are so excited about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, listen, if one person, one person's baptized, that's a metric that'll get me, that'll get me going, oh, man, I'll work hard. I'll work hard. i tell you what was really exciting. A couple years ago, our kids got on fire about baptism. I don't know. What we baptized? 20 kids. They just lined up. They just kept on coming. And coming, I'm thinking, oh, Lord, what am I? You know, my professor in seminary said that the, the, the scripture, the gospel's like a lion. If you'll turn it loose, it will defend itself. So we're just turning it loose. So make, you, you can make the sound. I gave you the instruction. If, you, if you're wrestling with my candidate, do I want to be baptized? It's, it's right here. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Confess with your mouth with your mouth. Make that decision. You can make it right now if you, if you want to talk to me some more about it. Matt, if you want to go to the, the next step room, they'll be glad to talk with you about it. But if you make that decision, you're now a candidate for baptism. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you that we're going to celebrate baptism next week. Father, we don't know who's coming. We don't know how many. We're just excited that we're going to celebrate baptism. Somebody's going to come and be baptized. They're going in old and they're coming out new. We can't do that. You've done it. You have done it for us, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross, who gave everything for each and every one of us, that if we would just confess and call on his name. So I, I pray, Father, if there's someone here today who's so close, they're so close, that something, something will tip them over. Maybe somebody will come up and talk to them, or they'll come talk with someone, and we can share enough to say, you know what? It's time. It's time I'll make this decision to accept Christ. Whether they're baptized or not, that I hope they are, but... But, Father, I just hope if there's somebody that close today that you'll put the right person in their path that, that they can make that decision. Because there is no plan B. There is no option. For your Son is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except through Him. So be with us. Watch over us. Give, give. Father, we want a party next week. We want to have an amazing day. Be with us. We're going to do that regardless because we are going to keep our eyes on you. And everything we do is for your glory. Father, so we can't wait. Be with us. We pray these things in your name. Amen.